This is Tech Talk for Accountant Show, where we discuss the hottest topics, tools, apps, and trends in the accounting industry. This show is sponsored by Rush Tech Support, who is offering all listeners of the show a free IT audit so you can know whether or not your business is at risk of being hacked, having a data breach, or getting fined hundreds of thousands of dollars for non-compliance. You can schedule a free check at rushtech.online slash podcast. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Tech Talk for Accountants show. I'm your host, Andrew Lassis, and with us today is the wonderful Catherine Horton. And today we're going to be discussing about her involvement with the AICPA, the FICPA, data analytics. And if you look up Catherine on her LinkedIn, the the amount of credentials and awards that this woman has is like, I was trying to, to pick out like which ones are the like biggest, most impressive. And then it was like, okay, maybe that's not the right move. Maybe which are like the most recent and you are a a highly decorated person (laughs) when it comes to uh, your involvement and uh, the things that you've accomplished. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Definitely. So Catherine, why don't you give uh, the listeners a little background on uh, who you are and, you know, your involvement with these organizations and, you know, your role in them. Yeah, absolutely. So again, thank you for having me, Andrew. It's a, it's a pleasure being on today. And uh, uh, so my name is Catherine Horton. Um, I'm a CPA based out of Coral Springs, Florida. Uh, I have my own firm, Catherine K. Horton, CPA, PA. And I've had my own firm now for a couple of years. Um, before that, I spent about seven, eight years in public accounting, uh, both at regional and national firms. Um, my background really is audit-based, uh, but my area specialty is data analytics. Um, that's something I started up back, I want to say, in 2013. Um, and so that's really been, you know, one key focus area that I've really tried to, uh, you know, to develop and, and really build out. Um, I am very involved with the FICPA, uh, also getting involved with the AICPA as well. Uh, So for the Florida Institute of CPAs, uh, I currently sit on the board of directors. Um, I'm the immediate past chair of the Young CPA Committee, um, which was a really fun committee to to be a part of. Um, I'm also on their state and legislative policy committee, their IT committee, and their women in leadership committee. Um, And really, it's just been an absolute pleasure getting involved with the organization and really being able to, you know, unite with my fellow CPAs and advocate for the profession and really build that network outside of the four walls of the office. Um, with the FICPA, I did receive the, uh, the Women to Watch Emerging Leader Award last year. Um, and then also to, for the AICPA, um, I'm currently involved uh, with the Leadership Academy. So I'm part of their current class going through right now, um, which is absolutely a pleasure to go through as well. Um, and so that's really what I'm doing on you know, a statewide national level uh, with data analytics. I do a lot of presentations nationally. Um, my big thing is showing practical applications. I think, you know, we have a big, not really divide, but really a gap as to 
data analytics and how it really can be applied. Uh, I find a lot of professionals like it in theory. They think it's really great, but when it comes to how to actually use it to impact their day-to-day operations, their bottom lines, their efficiencies, um, there's a gap there. And, And so that's why, you know, with my presentations, with my data analytics work, I try to help bridge that gap and really show where those benefits can be obtained. Um, but, you know, it is an ongoing, you know, kind of uh, struggle with that building that gap because really there's so much diversity in practice and data insights, what's important, means different things to everyone. Um, so it, it's a really fun field. You can get really creative with it, but that's really one of my main passion areas that as well as with our young CPAs developing, you know, their skills, networking and uh, really being a mentor, you know, to the next generation and helping to really feed that leadership pipeline. Um, but definitely got a lot going on. Uh, so it's always a pleasure to, uh, to be on and to share with others. And on the topic of the data analytics, you know, when you're taking, I, I saw a great, it was a, you know, one of those uh, pictures on, on LinkedIn and it kind of discussed data analytics and the different forms of it. And so the, the first one was your raw data and it just had a big pile of Legos all, <laughs> all jumbled together. And then it showed like the different stages of data analytics of like organizing it and presenting it. And so, you know, it's like all the Legos piece by piece that are the same size in one bucket. And then like, divided again into the different colors. And then, you know, the final product was like the house or whatever it was that the Legos were trying to create. And, you know, it's taking that information and telling a story with it because you can, you can have so much data that, okay, there's gotta be a story that can be told with using this and you can get as granular as you want, especially this day and age. I mean, you can just, dig, 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 dig. But if you don't necessarily know what you're looking for or what story you need the data to tell or what answer you need it to bring to the front, that can be have practical application in the organization itself. Then you've kind of just got data for the sake of data, but Mm -hmm. the application of it in real world scenarios, I think that's one of the things that it's very overlooked but it's so crucial. And a lot of business owners will kind of just run off their gut and just, I feel like this is something, but then the data if they don't know where to look or how to gather or how to organize it, then, you know, they're just running off of guts, which in a business world isn't, I mean, you know, there's always going to be wins. I had the right feeling and the numbers said differently. The Beatles were rejected by every record label and like I nailed it, but you know, there's other times where it's like, yeah, the numbers said this would work and it would work. So what are some of the, the tactics that you use in order to gather the data and then put together the kind of story that the data tells in practical ways? Yeah, absolutely. So really, the the first thing is really understanding, you know, the data itself, as well as the needs of the users, um, because data insights really mean different things to different people. Uh, So first, you have to really look at the types of data you have available. And then really, there's a whole discussion that goes into it. 
Um, so it's really sitting, you know, with your clients, you know, with the users of that data and really talking it out. What is value added to your operations? What is unusual, you know, in your operations? Um, because unusual itself means different things to different people. And you want to make sure at the end, the very end result, there is the value add that, you know, they can take that tangible knowledge and then apply it to make their operations their company better. Um, so, so that's why it really is a whole discovery process you have to go through initially. And data itself comes in very different forms. Um, so that too is trying to figure out what types of data forms you can receive, um, because that could include financial data as well as non-financial data. You know, decision makers need both pieces a lot of times. Um, so it's really for seeing the data available, um, the forms of data, talking through, going through that discovery phase, and then building out really, okay, so this is what's value added. And then me kind of sitting back and then saying, okay, this is what I can do within my data analytics software to get me to that result. Um, so it is kind of on a dual side. So you have to first work with the data, process it, you know, like the Legos and put it together. But there's a whole other side to it is you have to know the software. You have to know the capabilities of your data analytics software, which a lot of people tend to forget about, you know, because you don't, you only know what you know. So if you're not exploring your platforms, your softwares, there are so much possibility and opportunity that you may be missing. It's just like with Excel. You think about Excel, you know, the, some of the functions, but maybe not all of them. And then when you find that new function, you're like, oh my gosh, that if I had known that, you know, much earlier, it would have made my life so much simpler. Um, but that follows the same thing too with data analytic softwares and technologies is you have to really know the software to then know, okay, this is what'll work. This is a type of test analysis I can run to get to that end result. Um, but then too, like you mentioned, it's the practical application. So you have to have really a working knowledge too of accounting um, and really that re real world experience. And I think that's something that's missing um, from, you know, new you know professionals coming out, coming right out of school is they don't have that experience yet. You know, working with data, you know, working out there in a real world client environment yet. Um, to then really piece together, okay, for an accounting objective, you know, this is one area we may want to look at as well, also bringing in that value add on your side. Um, so there's quite a few different components to it, but it's really taking that data and working it through. But you have to know the software you're working with. You have to know accounting and you have to understand your clients' needs and, and what's really value added to them. If you don't have those three components, um, it's not going to be exactly a, or the most optimal result there at the very end. Um, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things, too, with the data analytics, it'll really help you look at your data, big data, which is thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of lines of data. But to look at it from that macro level view, so you're hovering 50,000 feet over your data, 
doing that high level review for anything unusual and then really diving in. But again, you have to know what is unusual to be able to do that micro level dive. Um, and a lot of times too, it's when you're hovering at that 50,000 foot range is when you see that unusual stuff where suddenly now you start to pick out that needles in the haystack that if you were really looking at it, you know, in the weeds, you know, in there, you probably would have missed it. Um, so it, it's a very dynamic world. I think there's a lot more to it than people think um, at times because, you know, we'll go to some, you know, a lot of times we'll go to a presentation, we'll be something online and it seems relatively simple. Um, but then when you actually try to do it, you see kind of the complexities to it. So I think that's some of the reason why there's so much diversity in practice where you have some who are fully on board, who are doing all this development, really leading the charge. But you still have a lot who are just even getting familiar with the topic and, and really what it is. So, you know, it, it's the practical applications and really showing it helps to bridge that gap, you know, and then also to kind of bring more cohesiveness within the profession as to the benefits and how it can really be utilized. And I think that can be said not only in the data analytics world, but just, I mean, I'm sure any accountant could can relate when people say, oh, well, I have a quick, I have a quick question for you. I have a quick, you know, yeah. let me, let me pick your brain on high level tax strategies or micro level tax strategies that apply to my specific situation. It's probably easy for you. Let me just do this real quick. It shouldn't be hard. It's, it's like, by, I, I share this pretty often, but my, my first um, real accountant when Rush uh, broke over um, a million in sales or maybe two million, whatever the number was. Um, he, and he was like, every year I get an atomic bomb return that I have to do where everything is terrible. And this year it's you. <laughs> yeah. But, I, you know, in my head, I was like, oh, it was easy. I just did. I just did accept all in QuickBooks online. And it, <laughs> those numbers are supposed to match, you say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so learning, learning as you go, but so you had, you had touched on how you like to develop young leaders. And that seems to be something, you know, that, that you'd been hitting on from separate angles, uh, in your, your, uh, speaking earlier. So was there someone maybe in your life that kind of mentored you along the way and you're kind of feeling like you should reciprocate or is this something that you saw maybe a gap in what kind of got you into the leadership role that you've taken on in the last couple of years? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I was very fortunate early on in my career. Um, you know, I, I worked at a firm and had, you know, some really great mentors and, you know, what was really impressed, you know, upon, you know, as an intern, even as a staff, uh, was to get involved, to get involved with community, get involved with nonprofit organizations, um, you know, and, you know, my mentor even would take me out to some of these events. So, you know, because that's always the tough part is to just even go out there. Um, so, you know, I had some really great mentors in that respect to really kind of uh, 
you know, show me the ropes and, and really how much comes back to you when you do get involved. Because, you know, everyone always looks at ROI, return on investment, return on investment, but there's really return on involvement, um, you know, and so being involved with your community, being involved with nonprofits, it's, it's very fulfilling and, you know, it, it helps the community, it helps others and it helps yourself too. It's a very fulfilling um, you know, opportunity to be able to do that. So that was something I got very involved with as an intern, as a staff, and I saw the benefits there. And, you know, yeah, it was a lot of extracurricular time, it still is, um, but it's something that I really enjoy and I think it's a benefit, um, you know, for, for many different stakeholders. And I do feel, you know, that we are stewards within the profession and, you know, you do well and good things come back. Um, so that was something that I, you know, very early on, you know, worked through and, you know, started networking and, and getting over the block of, you know, going to your first networking events by yourself. Um, but then I learned to the value of, you know, being that to others and, and being that light to others. So, you know, I had mentees and I've done the same thing. You take them to the events, you, you see, you know, the empowerment they feel, you know, by being able to, to have the opportunity to go to these things. And it, it helps to, to develop as far as their, their networking skills, their business development skills, um, but being able to do so at a very young age. And I think that's, that's extremely crucial, especially you look at it now where everyone's been online, you know, COVID, everyone's been so far apart. Um, I do think that now more than ever, that's, important to try to bring back because I would hate to see some of the young professionals not see the value in the networking. Um, so, so that's really, you know, where I kind of started from. And then as I kind of developed and grew within the profession, I started seeing gaps with that. I started seeing, you know, a lot of young CPAs and, you know, Hey, you want to go to this event? And they're like, no, you know, I'd rather, you know, and I always thought it was a lost opportunity, but I, you know, the more I kept putting those opportunities out there, you would find those young professionals who would grab onto it and be like, yes, you know, and then want to have that light and be able to, to follow and, and see the ropes there. Um, so, you know, I've had quite a few mentees gone through that process and it's, it's very fulfilling. And I, I feel as a professional, it is you know, an obligation to really help develop the young professionals because I was there. So I, I know the challenges, I know the struggles, you know, developing within the profession and, and even trying to find your path sometimes. So, you know, I, you know, like Gandhi says, be the light unto the world. You know, that's kind of like what I feel within the profession. And we say we have a pipeline issue. And that's always been something that's been said is, you know, being the pipeline issue as far as skills, development and bringing up those future leaders. Well, we should be that pipeline, you know, as leaders within the profession, you know, as young professionals, um, because if you can be that outstretched hand to that student, that young CPA, you yourself are creating that pipeline for them and, and giving them those opportunities. But it's all really, I feel about empowerment, giving them the chances and showing them the ropes because we take that for granted. I mean, I see that I had great mentors. I know a lot of people don't have that, you know, that benefit a lot of times. Um, so if I can give back in that sense, that's, you know, everything. It's, the CPA profession has been really great to me. And, you know, I actually feel it's almost like my obligation, you know, to, to give back to a, to a profession that's given me so much. 
Um, but we have a lot of bright young professionals coming up, you know, and, and it's great showing them the ropes and then saying, hey, you know, within the FICPA, if you remember, we have other opportunities. You can be part of the leadership programs. You can be part of our young CPA committee. Uh, you can be part of our CPA, young CPA day of service. And nine times out of 10, they just say, we didn't know about all this. And so it's just, again, being that, you know, outstretched hand, showing them the opportunities. Um, and that's how I think really as a profession, you know, we flourish, you know, now and going forward by being able to do that, especially with our millennials and young generation coming up. Yeah. I've seen myself just in the people that we've had come through our doors just in the last seven, eight years and taking on the role of leadership and taking someone that is young and trying to learn more, but doesn't necessarily know what they don't know and holding their hand without micromanaging while still getting things done without making them want to completely shift careers. Like there's, there's always going to be a fine line between like leadership and guidance and, you know, in like a for-profit organization where there's numbers to be met and still keeping, you know, the wheels turning, so to speak. Um, but being part of that and in, in uh, other aspects of my life too, like I, I don't talk about it a ton, but I've, I've got eight and a half years sober. And like a part of that has been helping other people like achieve the same thing. So you talk about the helping others and then it helps you in return. And I've seen that time and time again, and not just in the, well, I happened to help this person that then went on to introduce me to so-and-so and I got money as a result of helping that person. Like that it happened kind of like you said, there's, there's a return on the involvement, but that wasn't really the primary driver. And I know for myself, I've seen times where, you know, I really poured into someone that just wasn't just wasn't there. And then other times where I've poured into someone and then they just grew into like a super strong leader in the community. Do you have any any experience with that where someone that maybe you saw come in as sort of like a tepid uh, sort of on the sidelines and then you kind of like helped them uh, gain in their profession any one or two that come to mind oh absolutely yeah so um i want to say it was last year we had our you know our cpa day of service and so you know that email goes out to really all of our young cpas kind of throughout the state um and it's a lot of fun it's a project every you know City, we try to have a community service project. Our young CPAs are the ones that spear up, you know, that whole uh, uh, activity and that whole event for the day. Um, and it's spearheaded by our young CPA committee, but it's open really to all CPAs. Um, so I started the project down in Fort Lauderdale, and I always like to incorporate, you know, a networking function to it outside of the community service. So. I always like incorporating a lunch or a dinner or something there so everyone can kind of get together as a group and uh, 
you know, connect and, you know, really build that networking. Because with young CPAs, that's what I find is really two key value points is really networking with others, other young CPAs, um, but also giving back to the community, you know, and being involved in that sense. So, you know, if I can combine those two at any given time, absolutely. So um, that was something we did. We did a launch beforehand. I sent it out to everybody who signed up, whether they are on the committee or not. And uh, we had a young CPA. She came, only one from her firm that came. Um, and she, you know, there was probably, I want to say 10 of us at the lunch. Um, so she came in, she was a little timid and she said, you know, I, I got this email and I heard about it. I never been a part of this, but you know, I, I thought it was interesting. So I wanted to come. Um, so she came and she had, you know, we all had a really great lunch together, went over, did the uh, network, you know, the community service event after we, you know, gave out food to the homeless. Uh, you know, everyone donated, you know, a lot of supplies and then we gave it out uh, over at Stranahan Park. Um, and after the event, she came up to me and she said, I love this. I, I want to get more involved. I don't know how. What what do we do? Well, you know, what, what can I do? Um, and so I said, OK, you know, we're going to have another event coming up. You know, we have our our leadership program and we have our young CPA committee. Um, she came out to another event, which I was really happy about, you know, see her again, you know, because when you start to see the recurring faces, you know, you're doing something right. Um, so she came out and, uh, and then next thing I know, she signed up, she's on the young CPA committee now. And, you know, she's working her way through on that, but that was really within a year you find someone who wants to be involved um you know and within a year you give them those opportunities you you know it's it's really comes back to what i always think is, is you plant the seed but you have to give it the environment to grow um and so giving them those opportunities gives them that environment should they choose to really grow and flourish and so now she's on the young cpa committee and she's you know a real rock star we're actually getting together all this week uh, weekend actually for a lunch together, but she's definitely one in particular. Um, I speak a lot to students. I think that's also important. So I did a presentation on data analytics. I talked about the, uh, you know, uh, they have a student ambassador program, the FICPA. So I talked to the students, hey, if you want to get involved with this, this is an opportunity here for it. By the way, we have the FICPA Scholarship Foundation. They give out scholarships every year. Um, you know, but, and then right after that, I got a call, two people from that class signed up to be, you know, student ambassadors. And I saw one was just awarded one of the scholarships from the foundation. And again, it's just giving them, showing them the ropes, giving them that opportunity. And even a few, um, even right now for our young CPA committee, we have, um, you know, a very strong chair and a very strong vice chair. Um, these are young professionals I met very early on through the Leadership Academy that the FICPA has. Um, it was known as the Emerging Leaders Program. Now it's known as the Leadership Academy. Um, but I met them through the Academy. I thought they were just a really great up-and-comers. I thought they had so much potential and they wanted to get involved. And they kept coming out and they kept showing, you know, the level of involvement. And I made the recommendation for them, you know, uh, you know, as far as them moving up into the leadership roles there within the YCPA committee. Um, and they have, they've moved up there and they're absolute rock stars. And so I'm really excited to see what that committee can do. But again, it's, it, you, you plant the seed, you gotta give it the environment to grow. Um, and, but when you do give it that environment, um, the results are just, you know, really beyond what you would expect. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's been my experience as well with, 
some of the ones that really stick out of when they came in and it was like, oh, well, you know, we'll see. But like you said, planting that seed, giving them the environment to grow. And instead of, you know, just hovering over that seed and being like, grow, 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 (laughs) you know, (laughs) letting it, letting it take form, building the roots and starting to grow into its own thing. And we've seen that in a lot of instances where somebody comes in and they maybe at first are kind of dipping their toes in the water to see what it's about, but then encouraging them and being like that champion for them to, you can do this if this is something that you want to do. And if you put, you know, the effort in, we can match that and help you grow as an individual. Like we won't be able to hand it to you, but if it's something that you're looking for, you know, we can get down in the trenches with you and show you, you know, I used to be here. Here is what I did. You can follow me if you choose. And the ones that do, it's been my experience where, you know, they, they get out ahead of me and are further along. And, and then I'm looking back like, Oh man, you know, I remember when, when you were just starting and had no idea about anything. And then, you know, showing me things. And we, we have a, one of our, um, uh, newer texts. He's, he's one of those guys where I know when I speak to people sometimes like, okay, tone it down. Like you're, you're talking way too tacky, like tone it down. And so I try to be conscious of that. And like, I'm saying things like that to him when he's explaining what he's doing. I'm like, Oh man, <laughs> this guy's really, really, really smart. And he's, He's just one of those guys that just it, people always ask me like, where did you learn that stuff? And I'm like, I don't know. I just, I learned it. Like, you know, you be in the industry and you learn things. And, and I'm like asking the same question to him, but initially, you know, it was like, here's how to do it. Here's how to do it. Here's how to do it. And then once we kind of did an assessment of what, you know, environment he would grow well in where we realized it's, it needs to be hands off and he needs to, figure things out on his own. That's personality type. And that's, it's very similar to, to myself where I'll to a fault be like, let me figure it out. And it's like, the instructions are right here. You, <laughs> you don't have to figure out everything on your own. Like other people have already done this. It's like, let me figure it out. It's like, but it's a lot easier. You don't have to, it already exists. It's like, let me reinvent this wheel every time I need to do anything. It's like, it's, it's there already, but seeing understanding the environment that people need to flourish in and being able to, you know, let go and let them figure it out for themselves and find their own path and not always just saying, here's how to do it. But there, there was a great uh, example. I went to a, a John Maxwell conference a few years back and they basically took a person on stage and gave him three balls. And they said, do you know how to juggle? he was like, no. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to teach you. And so basically they went through the exercise and they were like, okay, try to juggle right now. And the person's like, I don't, I don't know. And like threw it in the air and then it, you know, didn't work. And then they're like, okay, now, now review what worked there. What didn't work there. And it's like, well, I got it in the air. And it's like, okay, so you get it in the air, then what should come next? And like, you know, they're sitting there processing and like in 10 minutes on an on stage example, 
that person can now juggle. Like it's, it was, it was one of those things where when, when you're watching it live, it's just like, there's no way that this is like an actual thing that's happening. And, but then they had everybody in the audience say maybe 3000 people and like partner with the person next to you. And you're each going to teach the other how to juggle without telling them what to do, but asking the right questions, getting them to think, find their own path. And then you've got a room of 3000 people like <laughs> juggling balls in the air and falling over. It's a really cool experience, but not just, not just saying, here's what you have to do, do this, do this, do this, but showing them here is a path and letting them figure out, you know, what's best for them and how, how they can best do it. And so shifting gears just a tiny bit, um, how did, how did you get involved initially with these organizations? So you had mentioned that you had good mentors along the way. What would you say was like the, the first thing that comes to mind with how did you get involved with these organizations? Yeah. So you know, I guess really to kind of take it back, dial it back a little bit, you know, towards, you know, as far as networking, getting involved with the community. So my first kind of like aha moment, like, like, wow, was, um, yeah, you know, I was invited as an intern to go to, uh, to a gala. It was a nonprofit. Um, I was working on the audit and the firm I was working for was very big. You know, if you were working, if you were part of the team, um, and, you know, we were having an event, everybody went, I mean, it wasn't restricted to upper levels within the firm, um, because we felt, you know, it was good for everybody to get involved and everybody to go. So it was, uh, it was a gala for a very large nonprofit. Um, but it was a nonprofit that did a lot of really great work in the community. So when I walked in there, it was just breathtaking, really, uh, you know, to kind of walk in there, see the event, see all the people, but then everybody getting together for common good. And then being able to see the organization and how much they really do for the community. Because up to that point, I was just looking at books and records. Um, so that was really when everything kind of came together. And, and I, I started to really understand, you know, as part of why it's important to give back and, and how to, you know, why it's important to network as well. Because at that event alone, I met a lot of great people who were involved with other nonprofits. And so then you start to build that sphere, you start to build those ripples. And it's so important to do that early on in your career. Um, but again, that was having the mentors in place. So that was coming tone from the top. Uh, you know, uh, you know, the managing partner of the firm was always, I felt a great mentor. It was someone, you know, I always looked up to, and that was his big thing was getting on boards, getting involved. So, um, it was great to have that, you know, within the four walls of the, you know, within the office really. Um, but then too, getting involved, you know, with FICPA. So something, so with that, um, I, I got an email out of the blue, uh, for their emerging leaders program. And I looked at it and this, I want to say was, uh, you know, three, four years back. And I said, this is interesting. I, you know, I, I want to, you know, try this out because it had a community service component. It had an advocacy component. I had been through a leadership program earlier, leadership Fort Lauderdale. That was something the firm I was with every year would send somebody through, thought it was very important for a young professional. So I, I was very fortunate to have that opportunity. So 
So with the FICPA, I saw this and I thought this would be really interesting. This is an organization I want to get involved with. So I went through the Emerging Leaders Program. It was an excellent program. I got to meet other, you know, members, young CPAs there, but also to connect with the leadership, you know, the FICPA and the advocacy portion and really seeing what, how much the organization does for us really, you know, within the profession. Um, so that was good to go through. And it was in the program. Um, you know, we were up in Tallahassee for two, three days meeting with the legislators. And in the program, there was someone who was very involved with the FICPA at the time. And I said, you know, I do a lot with data analytics. And, you know, I, I kind of had a a stopping point right now. I don't really know what to do, you know, because I do a presentation. I think I have something really good here, but I really don't know where to go from here. And, you know, she said, well, you know, we would love to have a speaker in data analytics, we, you know, with FICPA, our chapters need speakers, you know, we're always looking for that, you know, and, and she connected me with the, you know, the right person there with the chapters to get started on a, you know, on a base level there, which then I was able to, you know, go on the chapter circuit and then really kind of build up to the conference circuit. Um, you know, but by doing that, I was able to, to meet with a lot of the members and meet with a lot of, you know, people who were involved with the FICPA. Um, and that was my pipeline coming in. So that's how I, you know, I had the outstretched hand. I was able to really see the options available. And then, you know, once I started doing presentations, getting involved, I saw all the committees, all the different avenues, you know, that's available. And the FICPA was very encouraging. You know, I have to say they are very encouraging with their young CPAs to get them involved, to, to have them take part. And you have all the opportunities there. Um, and so, but again, you have to know those opportunities exist. Um, so I myself had quite a few hands outstretched. You know, I, I feel, you know, to be successful, you, you have to have that. You know, you can't do it all on your own. Um, so, you know, I felt that was very beneficial, but me myself had an outstretching. I'm coming into the FICPA and really seeing opportunities there for, you know, interest areas, which was, you know, data analytics and being able to share that knowledge. Um, but then too, also giving me that environment to grow as a leader, um, you know, within the committees and now even on the board of directors. Um, so I'm highly, highly grateful, you know, to have those opportunities. And I, I really think all of our, you know, state CPA societies, AICPA, you know, they do give those opportunities and they're there. It's just, you have to know that they're there and, you know, you, you know, cause you only know what you know, and, and you have to have those mentors and, have those outstretched hands to really gain that, you know, true benefit there. Yeah, I think that's a, a wonderful place to stop off. So the the amount of growth that you've had through your own receiving mentorship and then paying it forward seems to have been sort of the the background of, you know, how you got to where you are today, which is so incredible to just hear that journey and like how you're able to get to where you're at and then sort of pay it forward is really cool to hear about. So Catherine, where can people learn more about you and the FICPA? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I'm very active on LinkedIn, um, you know, just looking up Catherine Horton, Catherine K Horton, CPAPA. Um, I also have my own website, uh, 
kathleenbortoncpa.com. Um, the FICPA also has a website, FICPA.org. Um, and, you know, I'm on social media, same thing with the FICPA, really all the state societies, um, you know, so, you know, definitely always open to, uh, to connecting. And, uh, and I have all my contact information, too, on LinkedIn, as well as my website. Fantastic. And as always, if you enjoyed the episode, please be sure to share it, share the clips on LinkedIn. It's how we can help grow the channel. And as always, if you are an accountant and curious as to whether or not your IT system is as secure as it should be, uh, feel free to reach out to us, tech4accountants.net. That's the number four, and we can conduct a free audit on your behalf. So Catherine, thank you so much for being on the Tech Talk for Accountants show, and we'll keep in touch. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Tech Talk for Accountants show. Be sure to subscribe if you like the show. And remember, if you would like a complimentary IT audit of your business, go to rushtech.online slash podcast to schedule a time with a certified technician who can look over your current IT systems and make recommendations on how to make sure you and your clients are safe.